0: On this episode of Progressive Palaver, I discuss Asia's Astra, then and now, and Hello and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this Palaver for one, I'm going to be discussing Asia's Astra, Then and Now, and Aqua. So, hi everybody, and uh, welcome to the first of these semi-special episodes of Progressive Palaver where I will be discussing the later albums in the Asia Catalog and later being anything past Alpha. Uh, By myself, the Progressive Palaver as a group has a lot of, of... albums to discuss. And in the interest of sort of keeping things moving along, um, I thought that I would go back and talk about the rest of the Asia catalog. So when we finished up our first segment of Yes, and it finished up at 1980s drama, Paul in particular was very, very keen to discuss Asia um, as it seemed to flow very naturally from drama given that Steve Howe and, and Jeff Downs went from drama into Asia right away. Musically, there are a lot of connections between those two albums. And from there, we sort of touched briefly on Alpha a little bit. And then we we kind of mentioned Astra, and we kind of mentioned Aqua, and then we kind of mentioned Phoenix. And then we moved on to... Um, to other things at that point, point. and I wanted to kind of go back and and sort of give these albums a, an an appropriate sort of treatment. Granted, it's not the full treatments; it's just me. But I did want to go back and at least you know discuss certain aspects or thoughts that I had on them. Because honestly, I have spent um, quite a, a, a bit of time listening to Jeff Payne era. Asia albums, and I've very much enjoyed them. But what really what really prompted me was this first segment, especially. And that's because in doing the the Palaver episodes on the first part of the of the Yes catalog, I've become very, very appreciative of Steve Howe. And as I listened as I thought about these three albums in respect to that it really it really seemed to illustrate to me the the power that Steve Howe can bring to a project and I thought that was interesting enough that I wanted to talk about it and of course I'm OCD enough once I talk about these three I feel completely obligated to <laughs> To talk about the rest so we'll see how this goes this obviously is is not something that um i've done before i have done solo uh, episodes of the palaver but not not trying to talk about the normal sort of of subject matter that we do in the group so hopefully this will work out well for everybody and um my, my goal is to release these in pretty rapid, rapid succession after we finish up our Rush segment and before we get into our Genesis segment. So chances are if you're listening to this as it first came out, you can probably look forward to having several more of these come out very quickly. That being said... I would like to start off and I'll, I'll give the the standard um, list of facts that we normally give and I'll give it for the three albums and that will give me sort of the freedom then to just sort of discuss um, as I see fit. So Astra was released in 1985. It was produced by Mike Stone and Jeff Downs and released on the Geffen label. It featured John Wetton on lead vocals and bass guitar, Jeff Downs on keyboards and vocals, Mandy Meyer takes over guitars and vocals, and Carl Palmer is still on drums and percussion. Track listing is Go, Voice of America, Hard on Me, Wishing, Rock and Roll Dream, Countdown to Zero, Love Now Till Eternity, Too Late, Suspicion, and After the War. Astra is the third studio album by British rock band Asia, released in November 1985. It was the final studio album, Excluding half studio, half compilation album Then and Now, to feature original member John Wetton until 2008's reunion album Phoenix. Then and Now was released in August 1990. Producers are listed as Mike Stone, Frank Wolf, John Wetton, Sue Schriffen, David Cassidy, Guy Roche, and Jeff Downs. It was also released on Geffen. The band lineup is listed as John Wetton on lead vocals and bass guitar, Jeff Downs on keyboards and vocals, and Carl Palmer on drums and percussion, with the following additional musicians listed. Steve Howe on tracks one through five, Steve Lukather um, on track six, which is Days Like These, um, Ron Comey, who plays guitar on "Praying for a Miracle, Mandy Meyer on tracks um, 8 and 10, which are Am I in Love and Voice of America, and Scott Gorham, who plays guitar on track 9. Then and Now is a compilation album by British rock band Asia, released on 14 August 1990 by Geffen Records. It consists of two parts titled as Then and Now. The first part is comprised of five songs from previously released albums, while the second part includes four new songs and Voice of America, which was inexplicably, inexplicably added to Now. And finally, Aqua was released in 1992, produced by Jeff Downs. It was released on Inside Out and Great Pyramid Records. Band lineup was Jeff, or I'm sorry, John Payne on lead vocals and bass guitar, taking over for John Wetton. Jeff Downs on keyboards and vocals, Al Petrelli, guitars, Carl Palmer, drums and percussion, and Steve Howe is listed as guitars on tracks 1, 2, 3, 5, 7, and 10. Those include, um, so the track listing is Aqua Part 1, then Who Will Stop the Rain, Lay Down Your Arms, Heaven on Earth, Someday, Crime of the Heart, A Far Cry, Back in Town, Don't Call Me, Love Under Fire, The Voice of Reason, and Aqua Part 2. Additionally, there are guest musicians listed as Simon Phillips is listed as drums, Ant Glynn on guitars, Scott Gorham on guitars, Matt Johansson, guitar solo on Crime of the Heart, and Nigel Glockner is listed for drums. Aqua, is the fifth studio album by British rock band Asia, released in 1992. It is the first album with new singer and bassist John Payne, the first Asia album with guitarist Al Petrelli, and the first album with original guitarist Steve Howe since 1983's Alpha. Howe and original drummer Carl Palmer would both leave Asia shortly after the release, making Aqua the Band's final release to feature either of them, in an official capacity until the original lineup reunited in 2006 and released 2008's Phoenix. So Aqua is really where this story for me begins. And it's one of those things as I get older and and my memory kind of fades, I don't remember everything, but I I do somehow remember this album. Now, it was released in 1992. And I vividly remember, somehow this album was, I I guess my oldest brother must have owned this. um, Because the memory that I have of this album is tied to the apartment that he had before I moved to Texas. Now, I moved to Texas in the summer of 93. So, I I must have had some, some interaction with this record relatively early on, but I don't think I actually bought it then, and I don't even know if I listened to it. What I do remember is seeing the CD and thinking the cover was interesting, and the, the cover is interesting, because at first glance, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking it's a Roger Dean, because it's designed to look sort of like a Roger Dean, but when you stop and really think about it, it's really nothing at all like a Roger Dean. It has sort of the intense color palette, but, you know, Roger Dean's subject matter is is really vastly different. Um, but chalk it up to being a young kid who's not paying attention to anything. Um, so I remember looking through the, the booklet, and, you know, by this point, I was – well on the path to becoming a true Yes fan. So I knew who Steve Howe was. I knew obviously that Steve Howe had been in Asia. I understood a little bit about the the connection um, with all the, the family trees. And I also knew about, you know, John Wedden. So when I looked at, when I opened up this this booklet, you know, there are a couple things that leap out at you. One is, well, John Payne is clearly not John Wetton. And um, for those of you who have seen the the band photos in the Aqua package, it's John Payne's picture is just phenomenal. It is off the charts. And it is so far and away not John Wetton. <laughs> it, it, it almost defies it defies comprehension, really. So I noticed that, and then I was flipping through, and boom, there's Steve Howe. And while the Wikipedia here gives Steve credit for guitars on 1, 2, 3, 5, 7, and 10, and and I'm so not prepared, I really should have the the actual booklet here in front of me. But I want to say, because I I remember this very vividly, that Steve Howe is actually credited in the booklet – ...with playing acoustic guitars. Now, a couple of things struck me as a 22 or 23-year-old at that point. One, I knew that Steve Howe had left Asia, you know, after Alpha. And it seemed to me that Steve Howe must be a great guy... ...if he was going to get back together and, you know, just add in acoustic guitar tracks... Isn't that great? Good for him. So, like I said, I don't r- remember if I ever listened to this. I may have listened to it once or twice, but there was something about this album and this lineup that stuck with me. And so eventually after I moved to Texas, I ended up buying it for myself. And when when you listen to it, uh, you know, much like John Payne's Picture is very not John Wetton. John Payne's Singing and songwriting, also very not John Wetton. So I I can imagine at the time that, you know, this maybe wasn't incredibly well received. And I've played it for other people, and they're like, what is this? But I personally kind of like it. So we'll come back to to Aqua, but, but we need to put a pin in the fact that Steve Howe is listed as playing acoustic guitar on this album and what we think that should mean and what in actuality it does mean. So if we go back to Astra, and again, I think this whole episode needs to sort of be titled The Magic of Steve Howe. Because and, and it starts here with Astra. Because if you if you look at this, you've got the same producers. You've got the same lineup, except you're swapping out Steve Howe for Mandy Meyer. And, you know, I've read several things about this period, and apparently I guess John had left the band or was told to leave the band after Alpha and the the, the show in Tokyo. So Greg Lake had stepped in for that particular show, and then I guess John was approached to come back to the band and I guess he said he would come back, but he didn't want to work with Steve and so Steve ended up leaving, and Mandy Meyer comes in and when i when I listen to this album, um it looks you know very similar. obviously it's got the the Roger Dean cover. I actually love this cover a lot. I like the color palette, I like the robot there's there's very much about this, and I do remember. On YouTube there is a a documentary on Roger Dean and his work, and he talks very specifically about these three albums and how in each of the three albums there the the main character is reaching for something. And I don't remember what they are, but but Roger had very specific ideas as to what that something represented in each one of these three, which I just think is very cool. So it looks the same. You've got Mike Stone now. Jeff Downs has moved up to to producer. And you've got the same lineup, but you've swapped out Mandy Meyer. And so when I listen to this, you know, in terms of uh, of the songwriting and everything else, it sounds very much like Asia and Alpha, um, presumably because... Um, John Wetton and Jeff Downs were, were writing most of the songs together. and it may very well be that most of the songs were were written, you know when Steve was still around. I, I, I honestly don't know. If anyone knows, please tell me. So on the surface, it seems to be, you know, a logical follow-up to Alpha. But there's something that is just missing. And that's something I attribute to the magic of Steve Howe. Steve Howe, and I've come to realize this, and I don't know that I realized it prior to to doing what we've done here in the Palaver. And I honestly can't wait to get back into Yes so that we can continue um, discussing when Steve Howe comes back into Yes and even ABWH. Um, but he has he has a, a very distinctive style that before this I hadn't really appreciated and it's definitely missing from from Astra it's you know it, it's not that the songs are bad um because you know I like what what Jeff and and John Wetton did together I love John Wetton's voice um and, and actually, a lot of the guitar parts, you could kind of hear, you know, yeah, that'd be something that Steve Howe would do. But all of the extra things that Steve Howe would normally do aren't here. And I think that's what sort of leaves things, you know, a little a little short of maybe where you want them to be. That's my perception, at least. Um, but I, that being said, I have come very much to um, to enjoy this album. Looking at the the tracks, um, go is is really a great way to start an album. I think this song really just just kicks ass, um, and and it's just it's it's a perfect way to open an album. It really does sort of make you forget very quickly that there's no Steve Howe, and the song is just it's catchy, it's driving, and um, yeah, it's it's really 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 wonderful. Um, Voice of America, interesting. Is it a love song or is it an ode to the United States? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I really don't. This is where I miss sort of the full group because they can always help me puzzle through these things. It does have a very anthemic chorus though. Um, but I, I did note down here that that Jeff's keyboards are beautiful on on this uh, this track. Now I did um, I did also note. ...that the album actually does sound a little thin. So there's something about the production here. And again, I don't know if that's the lack of Steve Howe or or how that comes to be. But if you compare this with the other releases, um, it, it does sound a little thin. And as I was working through this, you know, at this particular moment in time... ...we are not recording them yet, but I am preparing for recording our section on Genesis... And I was very surprised to find Mike Stone had uh, what amounts to an engineer credit on Genesis's nursery crime. So that was very cool. I don't have any notes on Hard On Me. And I have Wishing is mid-80s pop. Honestly, it could be a Flock of Seagulls song. It could be, um, you know, it, it could almost be Spandau Ballet, honestly. Um, but it does have, it, it, it does have a very catchy chorus, and, and that's what I find with a lot of these songs now. Yeah, there There are parts to them that, you know, either seem a little soft or whatever the case may be, or even a little obvious or, in some cases, ridiculous, but I still find I enjoy them. They're very, they're very catchy. Now... Countdown to Zero is a perfect example of this. Now, Countdown to Zero, and it's funny, as we were talking about Russia's Grace Under Pressure, for instance, and, um, you know, that that whole 80s angst thing, um, Countdown to Zero is just a bald expression of it. It's like, oh, my God, and it should – it really shouldn't hold up. It should be very dated. It should be very, you know, um, almost silly. It's like, really? Come on, lighten up a little bit. But I have to say, even though it's overly dramatic, I do absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And I do have a note here that this does sound better on vinyl. So as I've been going through my vinyl buying binge, this was one of the albums I managed to get. I'd always had this on CD. Um but I did I did get the vinyl, and I, I do think this sounds better on vinyl. Now, I do think that if Steve Howe had been here on this album, I think this is one of the songs where likely it would have just vaulted into the stratosphere. Because I there you can very clearly see how Steve might bring, you know, some some super heavy-duty drama, um pun intended, to a song like this, which is already very dramatic in the first place so love now till eternity is it, it's a great example of downs and wetton creating a catchy poppy um, sort of song and it's it, it's catchy and it's sappy all at once and somehow that seems to be okay and you know they have the ability to do that too late is more of the same and suspicion you know i like this but again it's i find it to be a very 80s sort of thing but you know it doesn't really bother me and then rock rock and roll dream is is this song cheesy or is it cool i honestly don't know i can't decide I think it's a little of both, to be honest with you. I mean, like, the, the, the breakdown chant chorus is... It's, it's, it's almost as bad as the drum solo on release-release, but maybe not quite as bad. I find the verses to be interesting because they they create tension, right? And I'm one who's a big fan of creating musical tension... And this this tension is sort of maintained until that chant chorus, which is about five minutes into the song, and at that point, all of that tension just whoop, evaporates into the air. And I find it to be an extraordinary letdown that that happened. And this is another song where I think you can hear, um, you know, maybe where Steve Howe would have added something different to this. Not quite sure why suspicion and <laughs> and rock and roll dream are out of of uh, order, but hey, that's life in the big city. And then after the war, it's you know it's an excellent opening. I think that you know it's just drums, keys, and guitars, and everyone's sort of filing. Now the vocal line is very strange um, when it comes in. But it it does sort of you know it, it builds steadily and um, you know finally takes you where you need to go. It's 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 just a you know I, I think it's it, again all these songs there's there's something that's not there that keeps this album and these songs from from being great. But at the same time, I quite like them now. Then and now, and I only want to focus on the four new songs. I don't, want to, I don't want to really rehash anything we've already discussed. Clearly, on these four songs, and I don't know if it was because they had some outside assistance in terms of the writing, so I believe one of the songs was written by or with... Yeah, so Days Like These was written by Steve Jones, and praying for a miracle was written with Sue Schif- Schifrin and David Cassidy. Yes, David Cassidy. Um, who knew that David Cassidy had any sort of prog credit at all? And so, you know, the the vocal melodies are decidedly different here from other things that you hear John Wetton do. And I like to think of this as the start of you know these four songs as the start of late model Asia. And the guitar parts in general here are very, very pedestrian. You know, it's like, oh, we need a guitar. So, you know, they brought some people in and they did it. But it's not, um, you know, I I don't think that it it is in any way, shape, or form is transformative in the way that Steve Howe would be. You know, or even, you know, I think Al Petrelli does a a great job on Auckland. We'll get there, you know, here in just a, a minute or so. So when you think about Days Like These—now, Days Like These drives me crazy. You know, it was it was the single that they released. I know, at least in Philadelphia at the time, it got uh, pretty decent airplay and probably sold, you know, quite a few of these albums for them. You, you can't help but sing that chorus. At least I can't. And, and I think, you know, here's another thing that maybe we hadn't really paid attention to before— you know, did Carl Palmer actually bring a lot to the table in terms of backing vocals? Because the the backing vocals here on these four songs, again, there's there's something not quite there. Prayin' for a Miracle is the song that was written with David Cassidy. And it's unfortunate, and this is a, a minor tic-tacky thing. But I won't to do that. So there we are. The title for this song drives me freaking up a wall. The fact that they use the number four for the word F-O-R drives me crazy. It's very much of the time. And it also has the double sin of praying is P-R-A-Y-I-N apostrophe. There's no G on praying for a miracle. So it's truly praying for a miracle. And, um, you know, that's a small thing, but there it is. I love this chorus. Um, it's, it's really, I find it wonderful and I find it powerful. I think the vocal range here is definitely a stretch for Wetton, And that makes sense if David Cassidy perhaps was, was writing this, you know, those, those voices are not exactly the same. I do think that while I like this song, the guitars sound plastic. I really think that, you know, the guitar sound they have here is just absolutely terrible. Not a big fan at all. Am I in Love is... uh, My notes here say very sweet and ultimately uninteresting. And here again, the chorus is a terrible, terrible letdown for, for this song. And then we get to Summer Can't Last Too Long. You know, it does this song have a Buggles influence? I think maybe it does. And by this and it's 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 amazing that in such a short amount of time we can forget that Jeff Downs, you know, had his first big break with the Buggles. And, you know, while I like the Buggles and I'm fascinated by you know the way that the Buggles joined Yes for drama and, and and everything else the fact of the matter is they were not a prog band they were you know sort of a synth pop new wave type thing not exactly known for deep heavy stuff and i've made the comment i believe on the drama episode That even on the age of plastic, though, there was there was in there was indications that Jeff Downs was perhaps something more. Um, But, you know, that's still where they started. And so there's there has to be a part of Jeff Downs that enjoys that, you know, sort of, you know, light happy, easy-to-digest song. And I think that's what gives rise to Summer Can't Last Too Long. It's just sort of a feel-good frolic, which is fine. It's just not really my cup of tea. So, eh, take it for what it is. Now we have to go to Aqua. And this is really where, again, for me, the magic of Steve Howe becomes manifest. Because, and we've talked about it a little bit already here. This album is a new beast. John Wetton is gone, and while Steve Howe is is listed as you know a guitarist here again, I'm I'm pretty sure he was listed in the booklet as only playing acoustic guitar. Al Petrelli is really your guitarist on this album, and you know there are. Uh, a host of other musicians, as we already read, who are hosted as playing on this, right? But this really now becomes the John Payne, Jeff Downs show. And they will swap out personnel over, you know, the next, what is it, 10, 15 years, whatever it turns out to be, um, and several albums. But those two sort of become and maintain the creative driving force for Asia now going forward. And it is decidedly different from John Wetton Asia. And and that's because John Payne is not John Wetton. And Jeff Downs, you know, for the for the time being, seems to have found, you know, a a good or a compatible partner in crime. And you know, I think they they did some good stuff together. Um, you know, it, it it is, and I think this is the the sort of the nature of John Payne, and again his songwriting and his singing, and it, it, he's he's much more dramatic um, than than John Wedden was, and, and you know maybe that's not for everybody, but I, I you know I do think. That for the, the time that they were together, I think Jeff Downs, you know, was able to or really, you know, use his talents in conjunction with that and sort of adapt to the extent that it was necessary to be able to imbue these potentially overly dramatic songs with and I'm going to use another asia pun here you know a, a certain amount of gravitas did you see what I did there very funny so i you know i think it um i i just find this this series of albums to be fascinating but what and and i can't even wait to go through the songs to get to it because when i listen to this um and and i picked up on this earlier on in my life but certainly as I went back and pulled this album off the shelf to listen to it in order to start doing this segment of the podcast I was I was paying attention I was looking forward to this I was I was concentrating on this and I was not at all disappointed so those songs where Steve Howe playing just an acoustic guitar gains some sort of a feature. Um, and, you know, Aqua One, Who Will Stop the Rain is a prime example. Um, Someday and Far Cry and um, The Voice of Reason are the ones that I have highlighted here. But, you know, when Steve comes in even with just an acoustic guitar in the midst of you know an Al Petrelli you know wall of sound heavy thing and John Payne with his his very you know bombastic sort of delivery Steve Howe's acoustic guitar parts just Make these songs magical. It's he comes in with his little bag of, you know, Guitar Hero Pixie Dust and just elevates everything. And it is st- absolutely stunning to me the way that happens. So if you, and we can get to this pretty quickly as we start to consider the the tracks on this album. So Aqua One, you know, cool ambient opening. Um, You know, Jeff has some new toys to play with and he can make ocean sounds. Isn't that great? Very, very cool. All of a sudden, here's Steve Howe. And, And again, in Aqua One, there's not a lot going on, but you can tell that it's Steve Howe. It is not just, you know, any old schlub on, on an acoustic guitar, Steve Howe has a style that no one else can match. No one else has ever even tried to match. And it's instantly recognizable. And I do think that throughout this album, they do, you know, Jeff, and let's let's give Jeff down some credit here because, His production on this album, I think, is phenomenal. And this may very well be the best produced of the John Payne era records. I think it sounds phenomenal. And the way that they're able to sort of blend in the electric guitars with the acoustic guitars and... You know the acoustic guitar is everything is crystal clear, but the acoustic guitar when you need to hear it you can when it's not there you don't miss it. I think Jeff did a phenomenal job in producing this, but when you go to Who Will Stop the Rain, so again you don't know really what you're you're getting here. You've you've come home from the record store at this point with the New Asia album with. A cool cover even though it's not a Roger Dean cover and you've opened it up and you see this guy in a top hat and some makeup and you're going John Payne who's this um, and then you see Steve Howe and Carl Palmer and you're thinking okay well what are we going to get here and so again Aqua One comes in you get some ambient noise and some playing and you're like oh, okay that's cool and then Who Will Stop the Rain comes on and this is a, a great song, and B, decidedly not a John Wetton song. So you're sitting there and you're sort of trying to process what the hell am I listening to? And do I like it? Because chances are you're you want to like it because it's really very good. It's really very catchy. It's powerful, it's it's over the top, it's in your face, it's all of these things, and you're you're kind of jamming along. And and Al Petrelli is, is really kicking it in terms of the guitars. And you're going, yeah, this has got some, some backbone. It's different. I don't really know what to do with it. And then you sort of have that breakdown. And you get to hear Steve Howe sort of doing an intro solo to the guitar solo. And for me... Honest to God, the, the, the 20, 30 seconds, whatever it is, that Steve has to play um, acoustic guitar in that moment just makes this album. The rest of the album could completely suck, which it does not. I want to make that perfectly clear, but it could, and I would be happy having just Who Will Stop the Rain? And mostly because of that Steve Howe acoustic solo bit that then leads in brilliantly to a kick ass Al Petrelli electric solo that I mean the, the, the two of them fit so well together and but but again it that acoustic part is so undeniably Steve Howe. There is no one else on this planet who would have played that part that way. You hear it, and if you know anything about Steve Howe, yes, Asia, whatever, you go, that's Steve Howe, and that's awesome. And it is, as I alluded to in the Astro portion of this, that portion right there is transformative. It, it takes that song and in these moments take this album and they they elevate it, they bring it up, and they they put it in a place that is just phenomenal. So that's kind of you know that's really what I wanted to share with you guys in regards to to these three albums. It it's really that portion right there. And we can go through we can certainly go through the rest of the songs very quickly. I don't have, you know, terribly insightful notes for the most part, but again, any time that Steve Howe pops in and is given a little bit of space to do his acoustic guitar thing, it's just it's phenomenal. And, you know, kudos to Steve Howe for you know, being comfortable enough in his own skin, being a nice enough guy because presumably and I'm going to, you know, sort of project here, I'm going to assume that Steve Howe is helping out his buddy Jeff Downs here because clearly these songs were written and recorded sort of, you know, without Steve's involvement. But having Steve be listed as a member of the group along with Carl Palmer lends a certain amount of credibility to this project and gives it sort of that head start that maybe it would need. So again, you know, Steve Howe, he's a fantastic guy. Everybody who's worked with Steve Howe ends up working with him again, regardless of how things end. Eventually, everyone comes back around, and Steve Howe can't help himself, and he, you know, he just wants to work, and so he does these things. But having done that, you know, having come into a project that really wasn't his own, and being able to add something that as i said elevates the project but at the same time doesn't overwhelm it it's oh i'm just in awe of the of the of the work that Steve Howe did on this album so who will stop the rain is sort of like i think it's honestly it's the pinnacle um Perhaps maybe until we get to a song with, you know, the next time that Steve stops by to spread his, his rock god um, Pixie Dust, which is on the album Aura. We'll talk about that. But maybe with the exception of, of a song on Aura, this may very well be the best um, John Payne-era Asia song. I think uh, I think it's just phenomenal. Lay Down Your Arms has... Totally solid keyboard solo. I love it. Um, Heaven on Earth. If you like John Payne, then this is a great song. If you don't like John Payne, then you're probably not going to like this song at all. And the guitars are really, really um, very, very heavy in this. So uh, Someday, the build-up to and the guitar solo are killer. Um, and again, Steve Howe's acoustic intro to the guitar solo, um, and song outro is just phenomenal. And, and Jeff has some keys in there as well. So, you know, clearly there's some, there's still something between those two, obviously. I think that just, it works extraordinarily well. Crime of the Heart, eh, whatever. A Far Cry. It's got, um, it's got a great intro. Uh, I love the build-up of this. Um, the guitar swell in the intro. Again, we have a killer acoustic breakdown for Steve. And, you know, again, it, this is a perfect example of sort of blending the acoustic and the electric together. And I think it really, really works. Now, back in town... Uh, I could do without the motorcycle sample. Are they trying to be Thin Lizzy here? I'm not 100% certain, but there again, you've got this hot, hot, hot acoustic intro um, that just, you know, kicks ass. And don't call me. You've got soaring vocals and guitars, um, and Jeff, Bill, you know, Jeff sort of lays down a solid base underneath all of that. That is um, fantastic. I don't have any notes for "Love Under Fire," and the voice of reason again has more acoustic magic. And it's not certain, honestly, if this is Steve Howe or not. I suspect it probably is, but it's it's. This part is not perhaps as Steve Howish as some of the others we've heard. And and I do have to ask, you know, on, on this song, what is up with the disco bass sound? Here we are in 1992. We're very far removed from disco at this point. I don't know that there's any reason to have a disco bass sound anymore, but it's there. So there you go. And then uh, and then we we finish out with with Aqua Two, which is you know a, a very you know again it's 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 Jeff playing around with some stuff, and it sort of gives you yeah you know, I think the the Aqua One and Two sort of give you a, a nice easy to digest bookend to this album, sort of brings you in easy and lets you out on the other end easy, and uh, you know I think it I think it it works. It's not it's not game changing but uh, it, it, it is kind of nice to create that structure on the album. So you know I'm, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Jeff full full props on both the Aqua part one and part two here. Um, I think it's great. So these are just my thoughts on these three albums and again, I think I think when you look at these three albums as a whole, and in the context of of what has happened before and what will happen after, I think these albums, and, and Aqua's, well, for, for various reasons, really speak to, again, this, the magic of Steve Howe. In Astra, it's the absence of Steve Howe that sort of leaves you wanting more. And in Aqua, it's the presence of Steve Howe, even in very measured and deliberate doses, that fill me certainly with a level of excitement and um you know I, I just think like i said the what he's able to bring to these songs just through the acoustic guitar is it's off the charts, phenomenal it really 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 is so i you know I, i'm a big fan of asia's aqua and if there are times when i feel like you know, just having big bombastic choruses and, and you know, singing dramatic vocal lines and, you know, rocking out with, with Al Petrelli, I will happily put on Aqua and I will enjoy it as a whole, but I will enjoy those Steve Howe moments all the more because I do think they are exceptional. So, and after we move through this, I think, you know, here again as we move into the next parts of the John Payne era, you're you're going to sort of feel the lack of Steve Howe again. And while as I mentioned, John Payne and and Jeff are able, you know, they they seem to work well together. They they write well together. They they sort of complement each other. They're able to construct you know, catchy songs. Um there I, I think that there is something missing until Steve comes back and guest stars on on Aura. But we'll get to those albums. We'll we'll go through those and discuss those in the level of detail that is required. And until we get a chance to do that, um we'll see you until next time. Um, we, I hope you've uh, certainly enjoyed this sort of one-sided conversation on these three Asia albums. I've very much enjoyed getting this off my chest. Um, I've been dying to sort of talk about this. And so if you have any thoughts or comments or questions, if you agree, if you disagree with me, if you think I'm off my rocker, or if you um, have some of the information that maybe I didn't have or, or possibly got incorrect with this by all means please reach out to us um you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at progpala p-r-o-g-p-a-l-a you can also search for progressive collabor on all of those and find us Um, we do have a youtube channel and uh, you can always email us you can send your email to progpala at gmail.com and you'll get that as well progressive palaver is as always available for subscription and download on both itunes and google play and we are hosted on soundcloud so look forward to sharing the next installment in this semi-special asia series and until then have a good one